Hi guys, it's Angelos Neil Epithemio here, um, one of the greatest comedians ever lived. Um, hey, listen, why not listen to the Promoter Mouths podcast hosted by Kai and Pablo, who are a couple of promoters from um, a part of England that I don't know myself, but you may have heard of it. Anyway, it's one of the most, it's the best podcast I think that's going out there. Please, please listen to it, for Christ's sake. Somebody's been on, on socials and made an accusation. They've got involved and they're investigating. So they're holding information about this act, I guess. What a lovely intro from Angelos Epifemo. Love it. I love Angelos. Is a, a, I think that's my second favourite one. Yeah, yeah. Here we are, Pablo, for episode number 39 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. How do you do? I'm all right. You didn't ask me who my favourite one was. Oh, who's your favourite one? I think it's Clinton. Okay. Yeah, when he pulls the chain. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big one for um, Arthur. It's yeah, gotta you, be. You do like Arthur. Classic, that. Yeah, that is good. Lovely. Well, yeah. I'm glad we got that out of the way. What are we doing here, Kai? Well, uh, we are... Are we going to do the introduction first, Pablo? Is that what you said? Yeah, or are we going to have any small talk? Let's go straight into the introduction so people know where we're at. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Thank you, Tony Law. That's pretty slick. We got to this bit. We don't need a little bit of editing for you to do. Yep, and uh, we're going to have a week roundup soon. Praise be. And then comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in Lodden and Chad Graves. Seagull News. Opinion whores. Hellfire and damnation. And contrition. Ooh, wow. Same old, same old. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't put some new features in there. Why would I be putting new features in? Well, you tend to do that now and again. Got some Seagull News still in there. Well, that's a, it was going to be always a feature, wasn't it? It was destined to be. What, seagull news? Yeah. Well. I've toyed with aliens. Aliens. What, as a feature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Everyone's talking about aliens, though, aren't they? I've added a bit for later on about aliens, but, you know, if ever we wanted a bit of a holiday from seagull news, we could go to alien news. There's nothing to say that seagulls aren't aliens. They've got that little look in their eye. That says, we're coming to get you. I reckon they could survive a holocaust. Do you think so? Like yeah. rats? Yeah. And, uh, and cockroaches? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Mm, maybe. There, there's something prehistoric about them. I, mm. I mean, were they around at the time of the dinosaurs? Just annoying everyone. I bet they were. So, well, what have you been up to this week? You've put a few things on there, Pablo. You've put Lowestoft new gig. Oh, a bit of a tease. Um, you, you know, anything? There's nothing happening with your comedy. Yeah. Then, then you get um, you get an actual letter from a venue, and then you ring up, and then you find that oh, 
well, there's nobody else doing anything nearby, and uh, I've been I've just been asked to do, to do a regu- regular gig. So, I mean, it's not going to be in Lowestoft. I'm keeping the venue secret for now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a few about in there. I don't think there's anything regular. They keep bubbling up and then they keep going away again. And this might end up the same way, so you know. What, what I mean? happens, I think, is a pub sees a successful comedy night and thinks, "Oh, I'd like a successful comedy night." And they're not far away, not not really understanding the business of putting on comedy nights. It's all right with bands; you can have a band on, but a comedy night's very different. It takes a lot more work to build that community, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly and, that. Yeah, and then they come to the same provider usually as well. They'll say, "Oh, I'll go to him." They're putting one on there. Yeah. And again, it's probably better they do that, and then yeah. you can maybe explain it. Still, it's nice to be approached. You've also put Pam and Frank. Oh, this was your gig, guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been reading that yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, it's his neighbours. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> you thought it was like <laughs> Pam and Frank. So oh, just briefly, yeah. The swingers have lived two doors down. Yeah, it was so long ago. This <laughs> was last Thursday at the Bear and Bells in Beckles. Can I just say, I do know somebody who lives next door to a pair of swingers oh, and their listeners. Oh, right. Yeah, you, you know no, I... who you are. Yes. Yeah, but Chuck there you go. your keys in the bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have them round. Like, I not, thought not, that was not a... in that way. But... I thought that was more a 70s thing. Still going in. There's still a scene, apparently. I wonder if my parents had a go at that. That's an horrible go-to, oh, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. I remember my parents saying that that this other couple were making strange noises about that kind of thing and all like I think they might be sort of asking us to sort of do that kind of thing. Well I think when you go swinging I guess you do make some strange noises. Yeah. Yeah. No well beforehand you probably want to sound people out, I suppose. Oh uh, yeah. Wanna come over for dinner? Yeah. That kind of thing yeah. first. Yeah. Do come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. And they put a video on. Yeah. Yeah, and then you start, and you start recognizing people yeah. in the video, and then and then the <laughs> then the wife just comes in through the door with naked. Oh, just going to get something from the kitchen, love, and then walks back out again, just I, buttering you up. I, I've seen that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you get to the end of it? You never get to what the end. What happens at the end? <laughs> all these films, and I've got all the endings to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what about it? What about Pam and Frank? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just a good gig, and it, it's worthy of note. And, uh, yeah, nice to see Pam again. Pam Ford. Enjoyed the two middle spots that were sort of... That, who did really well, because you had to shuffle the order around. Um, and shuffling the order around meant you... There was a problem in the kitchen or something, so... Yeah, the uh, yeah. in the kitchen, they had loads of checks on, and the chef walked out. Ah, uh, it's a high-pressured environment, that's what I'll say. But and, and these things happen, you know what I mean? And, and I thought you'd handled it pretty well. well. I don't think people were that bothered about hang, hanging around too long. Well, I was. I, I was getting twitchy because, you know, 8 o'clock starting, it was getting on for 20 past, and yeah. that's that goes against everything I I've started that, believe in. Do you know what? I started that late without batting an eyelid before. Well, yes. You, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, it's interesting to see what, what gets you um, stressed. Yeah, it just threw me, and I um, just got on with it in the end. Moved the middle yeah. section to the start, and had yeah. because there were still people eating. And I thought the opening act did really well. 
um, considering Mark, he, he was an open spot, being sort of forced into the opening act. Yeah, Mark Sharman. Um, you mentioned it. I think you said I talked him down a bit because I was going, "No, we're going to we're going to move the middle section to the start. I hope you don't mind <laughs> that sort of thing." The, the subtext and the, and there no, was like, and, and nobody. Well, you understood it probably more than the audience, but I don't think uh, anybody would have cared if I just said, "Here's your first act." <laughs> just, yeah, well, exactly that. Just say I had all sorts act. going on yeah, in the head, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I know. But, uh, you, 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 Cognitively, you spread yourself a bit thin, I think, especially if you're emceeing. Yeah. But the audience don't give a shit, really. I mean, it just sort of says some acts are paid, some aren't. Just to say, here's the next act. Yeah. Get on, get on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a decent night, all in all. And yeah. um, and Frank's a Nazi at the end. Blinded. Have you seen him before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw him at the uh, uh, Chad Gay. I, I took Mrs. Pablo along, and she loved him. He's a he's a risky booking, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I could see. I had a look around at the audience members that um, I could see from where I was sat. And you could see one or two people who were like, there was a bloke laughing and kept checking his wife to see if he, she was laughing. And, and she, she hadn't made her mind up for a long while yet, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, And there's one, there were one or two like that. You think, should I be laughing at this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got Nazi in his name. He's, it, and he's yeah. making jokes about bloody Hitler and... And yeah, he, yeah. he comes on to um, That's Life, but yeah. changes the lyrics to Third Rye. <laughs> and as soon as he started singing, he got about three lines in and somebody quickly shut the door <laughs> to go through to the pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, it wasn't quite loud. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, well, well, well done. You, I, I mean, overall, you definitely dealt with a difficult night. Um, difficult circumstances, yeah, and uh, and uh, brought it home. So, you know, yeah. when you turn up to the to the pub, and it's, it's I can't blame them really because of what was going on. They were obviously having a stressful day, and there were like thirty chairs in the room. And you say to somebody who normally brings chairs, um, "So, are we getting some more chairs?" Oh, I don't know. I was told there were thirty-five people or something, uh, and I'm like, "There's sixty. We need to find some chairs." Uh, and he was going to go and get them, but we brought, and then I brought the ones in out of the garden to put in. Um, and then at 7.30, I was wiping bird shit off of chairs before the audience came in. I'm like, there must be a better way. <laughs> really, <laughs> This isn't normal. Anyway, we hopefully won't have that next time. Well, all the bird shit's off the chair, so I won't be doing that. Uh, yep, so thanks for coming, mate. Another yeah, one under pleasure. our belt. You've put OCD, obsessive compulsive designing... Yeah, you're not being able to help yourself. I've seen a lot of artwork. There's a lot online. going out, and I've I've got I just keep doing more and more, and, and like it's evolving, but it's become a bit of an illness. I think I'm up till like two in the morning sometimes, a bit later, and I'm just clicking around and kind of making stuff. And I I'm not sure if there's something wrong with me. It's almost like oh I've got I, there's not enough time. I've got to go to bed, but I've got so much to do. And I think that's um, that's probably not a good way to work, is it? Uh, you know, it, you know, it is quite obsessive, and then I'm, I'm is, getting up, yeah. doing it first thing, and then as soon as I get back, I'm like, get back on it. I'd say the obsessive thing is probably all right if you put it in the right direction. Well, I think it's. I'm enjoying it. It's creative. I, I'm, that's what I enjoy. But yeah, uh, yeah there's loads going on, and then I'll have two going at the same time. Sometimes I'll be clicking yeah. one, and I'll go, "Oh, I've got to do that one for that one," and then. And then I'll stop doing that one and do something else. It's, yeah. it's, it's really unhealthy. I can relate to it. I used to do my own posters and, you know, I, I, I wasn't great at it, but, you know, I got better as I went along. But you could be sat there thinking, I'll just do the, make, make a few changes. And, you, and you're pushing around bits of text to make them 
a line or yeah. whatever. And you, you need a logo in, so you have to move everything around. But, well, that's uh, what's and you going think, on. Let's keep this visual stimuli down, and then, you know, and, and it, 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 you, you become... Yeah, I can totally see how you become obsessed I, with it. I enjoy it. I'm not complaining. I love it. And I like bumping stuff out, and then I'll change it later and improve it. But it leads me on to the next point now, which I've put, which is Google Whacker. And the reason I've been doing so much is because I started toying with Google Ads. Oh, right, yeah. And it's a different beast altogether to the Facebook ads. I'm not even sure Google Ads is the platform for comedy nights. It's amazing. I've had hundreds of hits on my website. Yeah. And like maybe 400,000 impressions across the little region I've, I've put it in. But Sold any tickets? No tickets. and it, But loads of visits to the website, as I say, hundreds. But it's a different I, don't thing, know what it? Yeah. I don't know what they're coming for. I think Facebook is a bit funny as well. It's very interesting. And it does feed you uh, visits and the numbers go up. And that... We're programmed these days to kind of respond. You know, it's the dopamine, isn't it? It's yeah. like, wow, how, you know, all of these people are potentially seeing the brand. Um, and then there's all these visits coming in, and it's it's a wonderful feeling. It's like, yeah, yeah, one of them might bite. I've learnt loads, but I've got to get over the thing about it kind of feeling good that people are seeing it. But, but you're more or less at capacity at your gigs anyway. Well, kind of, yeah. So, so you know. Well, yeah, but it's those extra bits... I'd rather I'd rather be turning people away than trying to find them last minute. Yeah, um, certainly. And then then you find another venue and fill that it, one. Up. It's the last few seats that make the money. I get that. Yeah, the last ten or fifteen, and they don't always fill. I mean, that was full on. Well, it looked full, didn't it, on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it felt full, but there was still you could still get another ten or fifteen hey. in there. Yeah, but yeah, you are right. But that's when you then look for your next venue. I mean, I don't think these are completely stable yet. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's it, Google. Not all it's cracked up to be, but if you know how to use it, mate, I reckon you've got the right business. It's it's potent. It really yeah. is. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promoter mouths. You've put endless fatties. I've just seen them put that, yeah. <laughs> I'm to wrap my brains. Why have I put endless fatties? It's not very kind. Um, it's not, I, mate. <laughs> I went to Slimming World last night. I'm normally right. <laughs> Were there endless fatties? It's, I, I've been going about sort of nine weeks now, and I've lost nearly a stone, which is exactly why you want to go. And half the time I'll pop in, get weighed, and then get, get the fuck out of Dodge, right? Because otherwise you have to sit there and li- listen to all the... All the carrying on and then clapping because yeah. Sandra lost two pounds. And, and then the lady holds up her, well, for two pounds, that'll be eight sausages. So she'll hold up eight plastic sausages. And that's. And <laughs> She's got, got props. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> half a pound, it's like, oh, there's a couple of sausages here. You know, you might not think it's a lot, but here's some sausages. <laughs> so, okay, right, here we go. She, and she keeps saying things like, oh, what we like, we're mad here, aren't we? But what I've noticed, right? I mean, obviously, you're going to Slimming World because you're overweight. But I've been going nine weeks. And every week, she'll say something like, collectively, we've lost £52 this week. Let's give ourselves a clap. Now, after nine weeks, seeing the same faces for nine weeks, Mm. you'd expect to be seeing a lot of slim people by now. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I'm looking around and going, Jesus, these people are heavy. Mm. They've been coming for ages. 
They don't seem to be getting any slimmer. Is the woman that leads it, is she very slim? Uh, I wouldn't say very slim, but she's not. A, you know, she's okay. not. She's not a porker. She she looks like a healthy lady, and and she she's um I guess she's nearing retirement age as well. So you know, and and look, she's a lovely lady. And to be fair, it's absolutely fair to her. She's see what she's doing. She's got all the tricks and all the positive language and. All the affirmation. And so whatever somebody says, she turns it around into a positive, which in itself is a skill, and that's yeah, nice to that's watch. Nice. But I just, you know, just watch it. And, it, and it's a weird, I've said it before. You, you go along, and there's like, last night there were three blokes there. One old guy who keeps making funny jokes uh, that aren't that funny, but he tries, so I quite like that. <laughs> and, then, and then there's another guy that started at the same time as me, and he's lost like two stone. But you'd never tell. Money was massive anyway, right? But like two stones off already massive. It is. I don't know. I don't know. Just it's it's a weird may subculture. I, may I say you are looking well for it, Pablo? Oh and well, thank you, Kai. I was definitely fishing for that. How's the how's the shirts fitting? Yeah, I'm in a whole new. I'm going back from my wardrobe yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that soon. I think uh, I'm, I've got a suit I want to wear again. I haven't been able to wear it for ages. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to reorder new trousers and stuff like that. You know, wow. because yeah, yeah. And I've not even lost that much. That's great, know. isn't it? But I, it's it's nice. It was. It's always a wonder when you see people who who hold their shirt or their jumper next to them, and it's like a huge, yes. you know, four foot wide thing, yeah. and then they're sitting, standing there slim. It's, it's funny. Where you don't, does it all go? You don't realise when you're putting on weight that you are putting on weight. Well, people say, oh, you've put on weight. That's what they say to me. Oh, I don't get that, because I did it so gradually. Yeah. And, and what happens is, I, t- I tell you what what happened for me. Um, I was convinced I was going to take the time, or find the time, to do a video edit of one of these, cause, because we, we used to record them by video. Took the video on, looked at both you and me, and I looked at me, because I'm vain, but I, I thought... Jesus, Paul, you're heavy. Oh. You're really heavy. And if I'm being honest, you probably put me off editing it. I thought, oh, okay. I don't oh, what were the videos? Yeah. I, I thought, so I when I... we're down to a fighting weight, Pablo, we'll start videoing it. Yeah, we'll do yeah. that, yeah. And we'll dress up and everything and get, get smart and look like two professional podcasters. We'll give those scousers a run for the money, yeah. Yeah, none of this breakfast talk. That's that's the old you, isn't it? Oh, no, no. Actually, that's wrong. Yeah. Well, it, it might, might be a bit. <laughs> fun lately. Yeah. Have you had any? Uh, no, I tell you what, I've been eating fruit for breakfast. Not cheese. You've got your twelve o'clock cheese. That's three o'clock cheese. Oh, three o'clock cheese. The afternoon cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been having that. Still doing that. Yeah, still doing it. Mate, it's looking good on you. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah but you've got to hold it for a few months. Yeah. Then Christmas comes round. Yeah. Well, well, as as you know, I've got a stag do wedding, two weeks all inclusive in bloody far off lands. Do you notice it when you're running that you've lost weight? Oh yeah. It must feel lighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you feel like a ten-year-old kid running around compared to what he was like. <laughs> honestly, well, I um, you know, I've lost a little bit, and uh, I was able to wipe my ass without pulling a muscle the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a bold, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you've put life's a beach. Well, up until the last couple of days. The weather for September has been absolutely gorgeous. And um, at a weekend, did, did a mad run. I cut it short a little bit. And then I went for a few beers 
in the sunshine. I thought, sorry, I'm, I'm not supposed to be on Slimming World, but I don't think we're going to see another weekend like this no. for a long time. But I'm going to sit in the beer garden, have a few cold ones, exactly... Well, after going for a long one in that heat. You did have a few cold ones, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. I turned up and you were well into... I, I, I think it was strategic, my going out. I, I met up with you at the Swan. Um, that was actually the first time I'd been out in the sun. I've been sat at my... De- this is what I'm talking about, yeah, the, right. the obsessive. Uh, I'd missed all the sun. I was happier doing that. But then I came out to see you. But I think it was strategic, just delaying the start. Because had I come out with you, I wouldn't have seen the rest of... Sunday was it Sunday? You'd have rolled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't uh, have. The following day, we went. <laughs> Mrs. Paddle said to me, um, "Let's go down to the beach. It's going to be the last day." So we're driving down there, and she finds four cans of uh, brew dog, which I didn't know existed. I thought, "Oh well, I had a drink yesterday. I'm not going to bother." But she she insisted that she drove and she put four cans of beer in. So I ended up sort of sitting at the beach drinking was... beer. Then, then uh, my son turned up and he bought some more. And I was, it was like being at the Costa del Sol. I was even dipping in the sea for a little swim. It, it, it was literally like uh, a day abroad. Fantastic. Wow. Well, yeah. And then on Monday, I uh, yeah to go back to work and back to grim reality. Yep, I'm pretty sure that is the last of it, isn't it? Yeah, it probably needs to be now. We need to get on with it and. Get, get, yeah. on, get on with Christmas. Get on, get on with the autumn. I love the autumn. I love the autumn colours. You like the running freshness. in the autumn, don't you? Yeah, yeah it is nice. Running yeah. through the leaves as they fall down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice. I can picture you doing that as the leaves tumble off your back as you're running down. Really? Yeah. It's very poetic. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit homoerotic, isn't Can it? I say, do you fancy <laughs> me, Kai? <laughs> Uh, it's now time for comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. Uh... Thanks, Dara. You've put, I changed my name a bit on social media because I think I might be about to be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Did it, you? I didn't know, but I've seen a bit of this and I've seen a few more. And I don't know if if the ones that I've are doing it are about to suddenly appear, suddenly do live at the Apollo. They think they're going to get the call, don't they? Yeah. By the sound of it. Yeah, by the sounds of it. Or, or something's gone on in their career. I, but I've seen this a few times now. For the uh, non-comedy listener, non-comedy industry listener, what tends to happen on your timeline, you get comedians, and they've called, for argument's sake, Fred Bloggs, since you've known them. And then slight sniff of a little bit of success... They'll, be, they'll call themselves Frederick Blogogsy or something like that. Or Dead Frogs. Or whatever it is. So you can sort of tell who it is, but uh, if someone was to search them, you wouldn't be able to find them. I'll tell you somebody who has done that. Paul Sinha did that. And, yeah, completely different. I've got Lomesh Ranganathan on mine, and it's uh, he's, he's called Rangabongabong or something like that. Right. Yeah, and there's there's a few like that, but like if you rogue, you know, Lomas Ranganathan or Paul Sinner, that's sort of fair enough. What I'm on about, you're on about Stewie Goldsmith. <laughs> um, now <laughs> he's still he's had a bit of fame, hasn't he? He's he's he's, he's doing all right. I, I'm not on about Stewie Goldsmith, thank you very much. But I did see that he changed his name, and it made me think about all the other ones I've seen. <laughs> Is he about to do Live at Apollo? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, according to his post, he missed he missed out this time. I uh, don't know, unless he's just toying with that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but speaking of 
Apollo. Who was on there? Oh, yeah. Only Troy Hawk. Troy Hawk was on, yeah. I think yeah. that isn't going to do your ticket sales any harm, unless well, you suddenly get something huge. It, it, it probably won't go out for no. about four months, will it? Because uh, if you remember last year... Um, um, it's probably the Christmas one, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, thereabouts. What was that? Scott, Scott Bennett. He, yeah, did, yeah. It, he did it about this time last That's year. Right. And then it, it took a few months for it to come out, didn't it? And, yes. and, and it's nice. When you, when you see comics... God, it's going to sound like I come from a bitter place because I don't think people should be changing the name. Um, I've got to say, it's when people change the name and nothing's happened, right? Nothing obvious. And you're thinking, are you just trying to have us over here? That, you know. Hmm. Or have you finished with a girlfriend or something like that and, you, and you've blocked them or you, you don't want them to bloody trace you? Yeah. It could, could be that. Well, I, um, I changed my name on Facebook. When I first started doing using Facebook, before I understood it for the comedy, yeah. I called it Shaft of Wit. The surname was Wit. Right. And they, uh, I had that for a couple of years. And then Facebook got in touch and said... You're not a real person. You're not a real person. So somebody had obviously said, they're not a real person. Yeah, yeah. So then I changed it to Kai Man, because my nickname when I was younger was Kai Man. Oh, was it? Yeah. And it was K-A-I-M-A-N. But I put Kai, surname Man, M-A-N-N. Why was it? Why are you called Kai Man? Was it because you had a manhood? Because I had a manhood? Manhead. What, what does that mean? Like a slightly bigger head to the rest oh, of your body. No, no. I don't know. It just stuck. But then the M-A-N-N, after a year or so, realised there's a comedian around called John Man. And I thought, oh, that, 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 that doesn't seem right that I've nicked his surname. I, I'd imagine he wouldn't like that. So then I put it to my own name. But I've also got another account, you see, which is more of sort of a family one I had, and this was a comedy one. And then, the big change, Pablo, I've changed my name by Depol. Go on. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? Or have you changed so, it? Well, my name is now Kai Barron, and it used to be Kai Barron. What? Yeah. On my birth certificate, it's spelled K-Y-E. And I changed it. And I've always been known as K-A-I. I'm, and you dro- went, I'm dropping bombshells today, Pablo. So you you actually went to change your name by Depot? From Kai yeah. to Kai. Why, why? What prompted you to do that? Well, because all of my accounts and everything, except my passport, was K-A-I. I opened bank accounts with it. I've, everything else was K-A-I. Why, why did you prefer it? Because um, that's the name I've had. That's, that's what I've been known as, K-A-I, on, since I was um, months old, I think. And I think the reason for that is it was K-Y-E, Kai, and there was a show on TV called Arthur of the Britons. Many years, in the 70s, this is. And there was a character in there, right-hand man of Arthur, King Arthur, was Kai, but they spelled it K-A-I, and I think my mum preferred that. She says my dad went down and spelt it wrong on the birth certificate, but I'm not done. But I'm not so sure. I've got an Auntie Claire without an I, and she's, she says that my granddad spelt it wrong. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I wasn't so sure, because I had aunties who spelt it K-Y-E all my life, and I'm like, they're just not going to give in with this one, are they? Because yeah, yeah. it's the real... So yeah, I changed it a few years back. After my mum passed away, I think a cu- couple of years later... I changed it to Kai. 
from Kai. I was once tempted to change my name by Depol to AV60BFY so I could have a private registration plate. Yes, Pablo. <laughs> Very nice. Very. Speaking of those private registration plates, have you yeah. ever had one? Ever wanted one? No, I've, I've never been that needy. So I knew a bloke once I worked with. His name was Owlet, surname, and he had the registration plate OWL1. Right. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? And it cost him, this is 10, or 10 years or more ago, it cost him over £70,000. And do you know why he bought it? Because well, he was about to get divorced and they cannot do anything about a number plate. So oh, he so he put his, his money, money in it. He turned his money into a number plate. So he, and he can sell it on? Well, I guess so. It's a good way of banking it. Yeah, so he had seventy grand stuck to the front of his car and his wife couldn't touch it. <laughs> I tell you, that's... Yeah. I've put... Ask that call promoters up and inform them of unsubstantiated allegations against the headliner. Yes. Yeah, of harassment, perhaps, um, in the industry. And this is for the same gig that they've been booked for? No. No. I um, was talking to somebody and discovered that this had happened, right? Right. And there is something going around about some sort of allegation of some uh, misconduct. Which, as far as I'm aware, it isn't true. And so this is an act that had a headline spot. And then another act who knew the promoter and knew about this thing that was going around contacted the promoter to inform them. Now, I, I was told it was to tell the promoter to not put the act on because yeah. of it. But I've since discovered it's because they wanted to just ask them if they knew about the allegations which ah. is the same thing, isn't it? It was yeah. looking for the same outcome, surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also to get a bit of knowledge. Maybe. Um, so the act still managed to do the gig, I believe, but it's happened again to the same act. So somebody's out to get ne- them. needle them, I guess. But then I contacted the act that phoned the promoter. I, right. I said, oh, I'm thinking of booking this act. And... What is there anything I should know? Right? Yeah, yeah. And this act then backpedaled and said, Oh yeah, it's nothing to do with me and, and I'd like to distance myself from it. <laughs> it's like a fucking playground with these comedians sometimes. It really, really is. Now there is a website called Get Off Live, which is set up to um help anybody who is feeling harassed or has been harassed. And we're talking every level of, of harassment. Now, what? Mainly against ladies, right? Is Mainly that... against ladies, so I'm, as I'm aware. And it's exciting, isn't yeah, it? Always. Something's going on. But apparently, Get Off Live are investigating this c- comedian. Uh, with what remit? I don't know what. How, how are they investigating? Is it like know. a police investigation? Well, I don't think they've got any legal kind they, of weight. Are they self-appointed HR? Well, I, I, I don't. I think it's a good thing to have. I think uh, personally, uh, but I think it's it's filled with all sorts of. It sounds like a kangaroo court. Well, I mean, it's not like that. If if it's a proper industry, that's just this is the thing with the comedy industry, isn't it? It's such. Such a fucking jungle. If it was a proper industry, you'd be able to conduct an actual investigation with qualified people within parameters set that, you know, we can all agree to. Somebody's been on, on the socials and 
made an accusation, they've got involved, and they're investigating. Right. So they're holding information about this act, I guess. Um, and it's a male act. It's a male act. Yeah, so I think it's a very, very slippery slope, potentially, isn't it? People jump on it to the extent that they're calling up promoters to kind of, yeah, affect their career. Yeah. Because and then saying, well, I'm nothing to do with me. I'm going to stay out of it. Well, no, you're not staying out of it. You're yeah, calling yeah. promoters and just to let them know. And then he thought twice about it because you could actually be done for libel. So if I... Because you're losing somebody their earnings. But I think they were very surprised to know that I knew... That they, they were implicating someone. They didn't deny it. They said, oh, no, I, um, I just informed a friend. I don't want to um, come across as being a wanker. But if that sort of thing goes on and the person doesn't want to be involved, you either stand by it and you say, yes, this is a really serious issue and it's true and therefore I'm going to stand by my words. Um, you, if you're not going to do that, then you shouldn't go trying to affect other people's gigs. That's what I would say. So let's move away from that, Pablo. That's a horrible place to be, isn't it? We don't want to be there, do we? Yeah, I mean it is is a complete playground. A lot of it, and I mean I've had I've had uh, acts say to me, "Oh, you've booked some, so I'm not going to go to that gig." So what what now? I've, con- I've had that. What now constitutes sexual harassment? Because I've been messaging some um, comedians to sort out gigs. A couple of them have put sometimes one, but more like one, two, or three little X's at the bottom of their message with a and one put a little like smiley face and stuff but with a heart and i'm like oh is that do, do, do am i feeling what? harassed <laughs> when, when women message me and i get a kiss on the end of it i go yeah. right fine i message them back they get a smiley face yeah that's you yeah. know it what, means what, what, it means the same but you just don't know you did what about with... three does that constitute like i mean they could do that to everyone mm. you know yeah it, but... it's it's uh it's one of them things and, and what happened i mean you know, you're, you're married. But if you wasn't married... I felt quite aroused, actually, Pablo. Does that? So, therefore, it must be. That's harassment, isn't it? I didn't want to feel aroused. Dare not to know that you're problematic. And, I, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm sat there with my phone. There's a picture of him on it. And there's, and there's a message. I mean, who wouldn't? Well, lots of people. <laughs> 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 Parking like a twat in Loddon and Shedgrave in brackets the local bit I'm sorry Pablo I couldn't contribute to this this week because I haven't been outside you've put I haven't been outside yeah oh right so that's that's as much as you've got to say <laughs> yeah I've been here um, you, you quite literally need to get out no more. we did go to the uh, swan for a couple you were sat there looking like looking like um Tom Cruise with your aviators on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am a sexy man. Was there anything of uh, any anything eventful happen? Uh, what, at the Swan? At the Swan. Oh, I did put some flyers on all the tables as I left. And I know they fucking hate that. <laughs> well, yeah, give it some. I can never work out who's the uh, land, landlord or landlady. In oh, there. I'd spotted her, yeah, yeah. She should be kicking herself because she missed out on the comedy. She doesn't strike me as a, a landlady. I mean, I like the fact that I don't really, I'm not convinced to know who the landlady is of this one. And I will say this, I'm sorry to all the other publicans who li- might well listen to this, 
It's my favourite pub in the whole village. Wow. Wowzers. I, I, I prefer this one to the King's Head, the White Horse, the Angel. Mind you, four, £4.30 for a pint of Brooklyn. That's pretty good going, isn't it? Oh, I tell you what, in the cold sun. God, that tastes good, tasted good. It's somewhere between an ale and a lager for me when I drink that. Oh, it's cold. It's got a little bit of a powdery texture to it. No, it's nice. Powdery texture? How can you like that? Oh, no, I do. Do you remember the old in Carling, beer? Carling Premier when that came out? That had a, like a little bit of a sort of powdery afterpalate. Carling Premier? Oh, that was nice. Have you tried the, what's the Stella, the, like the cloudy one? Uh, no, I've not tried that. Oh, I have, the 4% thing. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more cloudy. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I tried it once. It was all right. Are you getting thirsty? Well, you know, I mainly drink bitter. And the Swan does really decent bitter. And it doesn't overcharge for it. So what's uh, a bitter and, uh, then? What's what's the difference between bitter and the stuff bit, they bit, sell bit, up bit, the road? Bitter, it's on a, on a pump. And it, 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 well, I'm, I'm, I might be using northern terms. Ale. When, when oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that you pull uh, uh, rather than sort of flick a switch for, and it, and I call that bitter because I'm from up the north. So you might call it ale down here. So what about the angel then? Who's got like they sell like a hundred different ales in a month or whatever? Yeah, it's all right. It's quite. I mean, they do good. All right, beer in there, but yeah. I like the stuff that they do in the Swan is always like tried and tested. They've, they've sold a lot of it. It's cheap. Now the, it's like it's like about three pound fifty, three pound sixty a pint, yeah. and they'll do wary, they'll do uh, jackal, and they'll have like a guest on there, uh, and the guest is like you know like it's not like um, a bishop's anus, a special fucking brew that's come from out of nowhere. It, like it, this, this will be like a mainstream bitter that's maybe sort of they've got from the uh, you know Cornwall or the North or something. And yeah, any, and, and uh, yeah, it's it's just nice to sort of switch around, well, and, I, well, and it's always on. It's always on. <laughs> the White Horse does decent bitter. Landlord It does landlord, but when it goes off, nobody changes the barrel to the states off, and that's it. Uh, so you just kind of stuck with what what they've got, and very often it's like the um, the Adams. Yeah, whatever it is, and then, and uh, when you go up to the Angel, though, that's the only pub I'll go into, and I'll just get whatever's got the highest number next to it on the day, um, five point six or something. I'll, uh, I'll have that one because uh, I know if I don't like it, at least it's got something going for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to have to drink a whole pint of it, I, yeah, I've stopped doing that out of habit. Unless I'm only having a couple of cheeky ones. I won't go for the uh, the highest volume. And I went in there, and oh, I know what you're like. You and she'll say that one, and I'll go okay then, and let's see how well she knows me. Um, expecting her to pour like, you know, an eight point six cider or something like that. You know, just the strongest on. No, it's usually some mild bitter. Is that what I? Is that what I've become? A mild bitter man. I, I'm a, a ma- mild, bitter man. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's probably yeah, actually. Yes, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what she's saying. <laughs> the cow. You've put. I've been outside in the marshlands. Well, as I touched on earlier, I went out for a run, uh, and uh, I, I was at my gaff in Lowestoft, and I went from there. And there's um, there's Alton marshes, and there's Carlton marshes, oh. and there's also the sea. So if you're running. You kind of head for 
either of those. Because it was such a sunny day, I thought, I'm not running along the seafront, although the wind would be nice. It just would be a nightmare this to run down. This was what turned out to be the hottest day of the year. Was it actually? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you ran how many miles? Um, 17 and a half. It was a bit hot. I mean, a bit hot. I could have, I could have, I mean, I put on a hydration pack and I had uh, a bottle of Lucasade with me already. So I thought I'll get through the hydration pack and I, and I got through that and, and I got, bought an, a second drink and I, dr- I drank both of them. And I got to about 17 and a half miles and I was fairly near my house and I'd run out of fluids and I thought, well, oh, I can't be arsed now. Did you start I, I, drinking your own piss like Bear Grylls? No, I started oh. th- I started thinking about how nice it would be in the swan with a pint of Brooklyn. <laughs> that's what I started doing. Was that after, did I see you after that? Yeah, you did, yeah. Mate, that's why you get quite sloshed then, isn't it? You do oh. 18 miles, you were a little bit inebriated. It was probably more like 20 if, if you count the dog walk. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. I was sweating on that day. I was sat at my desk just... Yeah, just clicking a mouse, and that yeah. that got me quite. Well, I'm not saying that for hero points. The reason why I said around the marshes is just to say how bloody beautiful it is. Like Alton Marshes, just absolute gorgeous countryside. You're seeing deers, you're seeing big, funny birds. What did you say? You're seeing what deers? Deers, nice. You're seeing um, uh, birds of prey. You've seen sheep and cows. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen all Anything the countryside else? animals. Anything else? Rabbits and hares? Yeah, you see some of them. Yeah. Um, and you see some choo-choo trains. Anything else? Ducks and gooses? Oh, there was a massive swan. Um, okay. Yeah, um, on a path in uh, Alton uh, Marshes. See, that was the symbol. That's when you thought, oh, I really need a pint. That's their advertising, Pablo. I'm on here doing Google ads. The swan in Loddon... Just have swans placed out on people's runs. Could have been it. Clever bastard. Subliminal. So I ran past it, and it was funny because it was on the path, and it was like looking at me. It might have been in trouble. I'm wondering if it was sat some swan eggs. Do swan have eggs? Um, Do swans have eggs? Think think this through, Pablo. Yeah. So so it would have been sat on some swan eggs, right? They have have eggs, don't they? The birds. Birds have eggs. Do swans have eggs? You've got a mental block on this one. I have, yeah. Well, let's look at the evidence. Has it got feathers? Yeah. Does it's it have bird, wings? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it a bit like a chicken? I suppose so. Is it yeah. a bit like a goose? Let's just say it's a bird. It's more like a goose, yeah. yeah. So it does have swan eggs. Yes, so. it does, Why are you putting seeds of doubt on that? I didn't. You were the one who completely couldn't... Uh, had to even. I can't even believe that you're having this conversation, to be honest. <laughs> Well, it might have been sat on some swan eggs. That's what I thought. I can see this in the uh, blurb. Do swans lay eggs? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> the promoter about his podcast. I, I ran past it and I ran towards uh, the Waveney um, River Centre and then I ran back again. It was in exactly the same place and just looking at me. So I stopped and said hello to it and then it sort of made a rasping sound. Said. So I, I fucked ah, up. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, <laughs> pint of Brooklyn. I think that's what it said. <laughs> Only 18 miles to go, Brooklyn. <laughs> Let's move on. Seagull News. It's now time for Seagull News. Now, ah. 
I've, I didn't put anything. No, I found one today, Pablo. I, I saw you put something. I thought, if well, you can't beat them, join them. Join them. Blackpool police investigate after man seen pulling seagull with a lead. Police are investigating after a man was seen pulling a seagull across a road on a dog lead in a seaside resort. The bird had to be put down following the incident on Devonshire Road in Blackpool on Monday. A man in his 50s was arrested for being drunk and disorderly, but he has subsequently been de-arrested. Lancashire police said no arrests had been made in relation to allegations of animal cruelty, but the matter was still being investigated. Gulls are protected under the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981, and it is illegal to intentionally injure or kill them. A force spokesman said, We were called at about 8 o'clock on 10th of April to report a man pulling a live seagull along the pavement with a rope around its neck on Bispen Road. The bird was taken by a member of the public to a local vet where they decided it sadly had to be put down. Vile and unacceptable. A picture of the incident which has been circulated on social media has sparked widespread criticism. Bramble's Wildlife Rescue, which covers Blackpool, described the incident as vile. The charity said, A passerby secured the gull off him. It was taken to a vet and was sadly to sleep. We would add that it did look severely unwell and we cannot know if it could have recovered. The RSPCA also condemned the incident, adding It was totally inappropriate and unacceptable to treat any wild animal in this way. Putting a gun on a leash would be extremely stressful for the bird as it would prevent it from being able to engage in its natural behaviour. Captive gulls, like this bird, are also protected by Animal Welfare Acts 2006, which means their keeper was required to meet their welfare needs and avoid causing them unnecessary suffering. Well, that was Seagull News, Pablo. Treated that like a proper news story. I think that's the way forward. You think so? <laughs> what do you think? Uh. Let's move on to opinion whores. Oh, yeah. You've put hygiene bankers. Well, here's a thing that I didn't know was a thing, and uh, and I wanted to know what you thought about it. Oh, okay. Right. So, tell me what you think about this. In my day job, um, I'd noticed from assessing this retail scheme that there's a tenant in there, um, and I think, I think they're called something like the hygiene bank. And I thought, what the hell do they do? So I googled the hygiene bank, and it's a charity set up. Much like you get a food bank, but specifically focusing on hygiene products like shampoo, soap, bleach, toilet roll. Um, and it was a real... And I, I sort of said in, out loud in the office, how's this a thing? How's it a thing? And of course, you know, it's a thing. Um, pe- there's people out there, uh, who people who might even be listening, um, really struggling... And uh, the fact that it's so niche really shocked me. I think, yeah, it's it's amazing having charities like that. How they dish it out, I don't know. What, is, what struck me is, is, is that, I mean, I don't know if it's a immigration thing or 
or where it's just a thing where people are like you know, struggling at the bottom. I know people are being pressed because, you know, inflation has gone up so much and the people without anything haven't really got much more. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, you, if you're not getting much at all, for whatever reasons. Well, I, I think uh, young women should get free feminine hygiene products. Yeah. Without any doubt. Yeah. And it's a necessity. It's not a luxury. Yeah. Um, things like that. So charities are obviously catering for that. That's mm. another thought. Um, we, we take it for granted because we've always worked. There are some people who work who, who, who are still sort of feeling the pinch. Yeah. It's one parent families and that kind of thing. I, I think there's a different... Um, both of us are from working class backgrounds, right? But I, I know, like back in the sort of 70s, um, looking back, we were poor then. Uh, you know, comparatively, because poverty is relative. So back then, you could only afford so much and you were making do a lot more. We could always afford a bar of soap, but, you know, at what cost? I'll I, I tell you what, though, Kai, I mean, about 12 years ago, I lost my job and uh, I was signing off for about six months. And it was all right for the first sort of four or five months. I sold me Gibson guitar, sold all my books... Um, that was a dark day, yeah, was it? Fucking was, yeah. Not yeah. the books, the guitar. I mean, the guitar was, yeah. I mean, I got about twelve hundred quid for it. That was oh, that. Wow. So it wasn't that dark, and it kept me going for. Do you a ever while. go? Do you ever go onto eBay and see if you can see the same guitar? I, I, well, I know how much it cost me to replace, and it's more than twelve hundred quid. So it's, it's, put it this way, I'm not. I, I did once think, well, when I'm doing a bit better for myself, I'll replace my guitar, and I still haven't got around to it because, yeah. you know, cost, cost me a big chunk of change, but. Yeah, I, I remember going, for, and this is how easy it can happen to anybody. I, I went from sort of looking down my nose at the guy at the supermarket who pushes the trolleys around and collecting the trolleys, thinking, ah, oh, you know, look at that lump there. Glad you I've know, got, not got to do that. Glad I've not got to do that. And to, to, to actually apply for jobs in Asda's and not being able to get them. Mm. So I couldn't even get his job. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I mean, my CV would have looked like the kind of person who would have fuck off at the first chance of a better opportunity. But consequently, what that meant was I, I weren't getting a job. And then, then the um, the housing benefit, because I, I was living on my own, housing benefit suddenly dis- started going down and down. Yeah. At the last knockings, I managed to get a job, and I haven't looked back since, but... You can sort of see another few months of that. It's not everyone's bag, is it, no. to be able to do that, to even get that second break or whatever. Yeah, well, you can sort of see how you can end up in it, you know, mm. and you, you know, you end up pretty down, and, I, and you lose your confidence and all sorts, you know. If you've got a really decent job and it doesn't work out, there's no shame in taking a big step back yeah. and starting off from a lower rung. But yeah. pride sometimes says, "Well, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I can't be earning less than X amount." But you're probably going to have to, you know, for but a time at least make ends meet. Your CV says that you can't get that job. Mm. That's what happened to me, and I was just on the verge of rewriting my CV so it was an actual work of fiction that basically said I was only capable of doing the job that I was applying for. And and I thought I'm gonna just have to do it. I bet on the if you went on the Apprentice, I bet you wouldn't last five minutes in the CV round, would you? When they sit across the table and say, "Oh, you did this." I know. I tell you what, <laughs> I, I've watched that program in the CV round. If if anybody, if I was sat across from anybody who'd spoke to me like that, I would tell them to get fucked up, fucked and walk out. There's no way I would want a job with a person who spoke to me like that. 
I'd just say, this, you, do, you do know how an interview works. I'd say it's a two-way process. It's for you to find out about me and for me to find out about what I'm letting myself in for. So far in this interview, you've made me think you're a bit of a cunt and I don't want to work here. Yeah. So I'll see you later, mate. I worked in one hotel as a, as the, in the conference and events department as a Christmas coordinator. So I, and that was a full-time job. You got all the Christmas bookings in. Basically an elf. Made sure, yeah. (laughs) It was just like that. So I sat in this little desk in the corner, and then they brought somebody in to supervise the um, department. And she took my desk for starters, which I wasn't happy with, well, uh, because I liked it in the corner. Uh, But then we had this little chat with the new supervisor. She took us up to the restaurant, and she sat down. First time we'd met, and I can still picture her now. And she sat there in her suit, and she and we were just going for a nice little friendly chat, I thought, to meet the team, right? And it was one-to-one. She sat down and her opening words were, Now, I'll tell you now, I don't take any shit off of anyone. That was her opening gun. That was her opening line. I will never forget it. And I just looked at her and I went, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did, I didn't know. Where do you go with that? Yeah. I don't take any shit off of anyone. Yeah. Um, I left a few, about a month or two after. I just yeah. could not stand the woman. You don't, that's not where you start, is no, it? She isn't. thought she'd assert some authority. She'd looked in a little book of, a little instruction book of how to how to uh, win friends and influence people yeah. and then ignored it. I've walked out <laughs> on jobs for similar. Yeah. I, had, I had a job um, when I was really young. It was sort of chancing my arm at any kind of like line of work. And I ended up working for a photocopier sales firm. And, and I went in for this sort of training day. And um, there was me and this girl of a similar age, and we we ended up getting really friendly with each other and chatting. But this sort of sales bloke, who was like going to be the boss, and uh, didn't like the fact that I was getting on with this girl. And he he, he leaned over when she was out of earshot and said, "Mate, I pull the women round here." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, you, what, mate? you in your place? Yeah. What's that, mate? <laughs> and, Did and, he have a moustache? <laughs> It, it probably had a little sort of Kevin Webster task because this would have been the late 80s, early 90s and he'd have had a pinstripe suit on and I thought, this bloke's a wanker. Then it, it later transpired that a lot of people around the place had never been paid so I just I said to the girls, look, they're all jokers in here, I'm leaving now and we both left. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking out of a job that it's, you hate. It's a, it's a good it's feeling. It's quite a cathartic it? feeling, isn't it? As yeah, you walk away, knowing I, you don't have to put up with that shit anymore. Yeah, I've done it a few times. I mean, it's nice to have, yeah, like you say, have the confidence to be able to go out and, and uh, you know, take a, take stock and move on. But I, I, I once... Well, oh, that was two, two, a couple of extra jobs we've thrown in there for our yeah. listeners. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> for our Patreon, what was his name? Uh, oh, um... <laughs> Sean, it's not a Patreon yet. Uh, okay, but, Sean. Now that's worth a Patreon, Sean. You'll but, have more jobs later. Well, can, can I just tell you, can leave this in or take it out or whatever, but let, let me tell you, I had this job in a, um, tour operators. Again, sort of early, early 90s, late 80s. And I was in an office full of women. And I was the only bloke. And I would get smutty remarks all day and every day. And I tell you what, they were a bunch of absolute sexist pigs, the women, and real fucking bullies, absolute bullies. And they're just making sort of innuendos all the time, and they sort of let it roll off me. It was the late 80s, and they sort of, well, you know, let them carry on with it. But they were bullying each other, and it was an absolute toxic place to work. It's just 
absolute rancid. Mm. And one day I just, I came in and she started giving me shit, this sort of supervisor woman, and I just said, ah, you know, fuck you, I'm off. And, yeah. and, I, and I left. Yeah. I got a bus to the job centre that day, went to see the lady in the job centre, and said, oh, come and start in the civil service. They're, they're looking for a temp. Started the next day, and I was in the civil service for about seven or eight years. Nice. So, yeah, it, sometimes it's all right just to walk out of the yeah, job. And I just you, walked up to the HR with that hotel job, and I just opened the door. I said, hi, I've had enough. I didn't, I loved the um, HR department. They were always helpful, but I just said, I've had enough. Yeah. And they, they just went, mm, okay. Because they could see yeah. it, was a, it was one of those. You've put Mexican alien corpse. What? This is actually today's news. So when I saw the headline... It, it said Mexican alien corpse. I thought that's got to be the best death metal band name ever. But it turns out it's more than that. Some bloke in Mexico is a uh, reckons he's got these uh, thousand year old alien corpses. It's ET. Yeah, it is. And and it the pictures of them basically he looks like he's pushed them together with his fingers. They're the shittest alien things yeah. ever. But he reckons they're real. But you got me to thinking, you know, if they are That's, real, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, they, they, they keep, I mean, they look utterly shit. We'll have to put are this on the thing. they fossilised? Because they look like they're made of clay. That's what he's saying. He's saying they're fossilised. But the way the chest is sort of pushed up, it looks like he's done that bit with his thumbs. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, but, you wow. know. We'll put that picture on the, uh, the Promoter Mouth's Facebook page, but... Yeah. Keep getting these stories drip through. That's, that's we a be- shit alien, that. It is shit. But are we being prepared for, a, a, you know, an obvious truth further down the line? Well... Could that be a thing? Isn't isn't the end of the world uh, the 23rd of September? Oh, is it? Don't mean to alarm you, listeners, but um, do, do, download, do download a back catalogue of the promoter mouths for when you're in your bunker. You might as well actually be a patron, because you'll only cost you... Four quid or something. Well, we're going to put the price up if that's the case. Then, if you would like to be a patron, let's stick it up. No, share no, and share. No. You don't need it. You're not taking it with you. <laughs> no, listen. You obviously think if you're thinking that the world's going to end, it won't. Well, they weren't until I just <laughs> mentioned it. It, it. it will. It won't. I don't know where Kai's coming from with this, but like my, my angle is subscribe for four quid. You're thinking, well, it'll only cost me four quid, because if, if the world is going to end, it'll just be four quid. The world won't end. You'll forget about the four quid a month. Well, I think the reason I, I chose that date is because 9.23, I think, is the... Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, it's from the... It's, it's not from the Bible, but it comes up everywhere. It comes up in The Simpsons. It comes up in films. This code of 9.23... The end of the world is nigh. Sorry to be the bringer of bad news, guys. Um, but um, on this... Um, bib- yeah, the, oh, yeah, there it is. A biblical f- prophecy claims the world will end on September the 23rd. Do you know what? We're all worried about Putin and his nuclear bombs. And he's just met, what's his face? The uh, rocket man guy. Yeah. What's he called? The... Uh, Kim, Elon. Kim Jong, what's oh, his face? Elon Musk, I thought you meant. Oh, he hasn't just yes. met Elon Musk. You really don't get... Slim Jong-un. Yeah, that guy. They just had a meeting. He's turned up to Moscow in his train. They just had a meeting. Uh, Putin's going to get weapons off this fat guy from North Korea. I mean, he's run out of friends. He's had to go for this bloody Papa, guy. You can't that ever... say that. You can't call him a fat guy from Korea. 
from North Korea. Well, you can't say that. Yes, you can. If he hears, what's if he, he hears, what's he do? I've got Alexa on. If he hears, he's, he's going to drop one on my house, Pablo. No, he's not. That's look, what look, they do. But here's the thing with Russia, right? Their missiles are shite, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they keep fizzing off into the J- yeah. Sea of Japan. If they were any good, he would have taken out Kiev by now, or Kiev, I've now got to call it. But all the, the, the air defence takes them all down. Putin's missiles Putin, in yeah. U- Ukraine, his missiles, the, the, uh, there's only one or two of them that make it through, for what he sends over. So in a nuclear war, you know, the chances are, how, how many of them are going to get actually over here before we bloody mm. take out the Kremlin? I don't know. We would have worked out where all his datches are. We would take them out and all. Yeah. I think he well bring it on. Do you think it's gone on longer than he thought it would? Yeah, well no, undoubtedly that's what he thought, yeah. That's why he's having to go cap in hand to that fat Korean guy. Stop calling him that. <laughs> Look, people aren't gonna be offended that have offended he's, Alexa, stop he, listening. He he's basically a dictator of the worst regime since fucking Stalin. <laughs> he's probably got a dick like a tater. Yeah, go on, your turn. Let's Oh I see on. what you did, yeah. Yeah, go on. Who, who, who do you nick a bollock off? Yeah, yeah, that's the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what else? Um, um, yeah, what are you having for lunch? Dogs. Can you say that? No, that's, that's for the fat guy. No, you can't say that. That's racist. Is it? Yeah. What are you having? Hot dog? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. say that. Yeah, another hot dog. Yeah, another, yeah you're going to have another hot dog, fat man. Yeah, you yeah, big, yeah, you're yeah. big, you're big fat fucker. Uh, yeah, you're big fat fucker. <laughs> Okay, Alexa, you can listen again now. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> uh, let's move on now. Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Do you think Diane Abbott's got a new job yet? Uh, should she have? She, oh, didn't she get? I think she did get asked to. I don't know. Get the sack. What did? What does she do? What's Diane Abbott doing now? I don't know. Diane, reach out if you are listening, um, and <laughs> let us know what you're up to. Um, you've put youngsters in the gym. <laughs> There's every chance she's listening, right? I mean, I've got to say, I, I say it every week that that voiceover is it's probably the best thing about about the pod other than Seagull news. It's brilliant, isn't it? So satisfying to listen to. Yeah. But anyway, I put, I put youngsters in the gym because they are a colossal pain in the arse. They do not know how to behave. Like, if they're not stood in front of the mirror, like, actually posing... Flexing, and yeah. Flexing, looking at themselves and preening, literally doing that, right, and, and filming themselves while they're doing it, which is fucking insane, yeah. right... The other thing that they're doing now is they're leaving all the shit on the benches, their sweaty clothes, then they'll fuck off to the shower and they'll leave their sweaty clothes right in front of my locker. So, like, I've got to move this. I don't really want to touch it. Well, you know, imagine living with that. Blame the parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every time. Imagine that every day. Yeah, well, yeah. It's selfish behaviour, The the trouble is, this gym, I mean, the youngsters now, they go to the gym because they're not going to the pub or whatever. There's been a slight societal change. We can't knock the fact they're getting exercise. I can knock the fact that they don't behave when they get there. Yeah, have a bit of respect for the people around you, isn't it? And I tell you what, there's loads of them, and I've said this before, they'll, they'll sit in the locker rooms just looking at their phones. 
get the fuck out of there if you're not getting changed. Don't stop sitting there. I actually saw a meme um, when I was scrolling through um, how to deal with uh, young lads in the gym and just sit around looking at their phones. So it isn't just me. And the meme was this bloke going around booting a load of kids in the face. Okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, like doing roundhouse kicks and twatting people. And uh, yeah, I feel like doing that when I'm down the gym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to get off. Oh, yeah, the other thing, right, bringing it back full circle to expensive deodorants, right, I left my wash bag in the gym yesterday on a hook, right? In there was some, uh, there was some deodorant. Brute? Uh, no, deodorant. High karate. Some, shut, shut up, Kai. There was some deodorant, some uh, shower gel, and some shampoo, right? The old one cost me four quid, like from Sainsbury's a week before. It would have cost me five quid, but I had to download the fucking app, so I didn't get ripped off by a pound. So they took my data. Still four quid for the old one, right? So I was full circle back to how expensive this stuff is. My bag's still there today. Hallelujah, right? Because like, I didn't realise I'd left it in there till I went back and thought, oh, fuck me, that's my bag. Drum roll, please. Ooh, you opened it up and... They nipped me the old one. Wankers. Left everything else. What sort of the old one? Of course they have. High tariff item. It's a five an item now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They left all the other... I mean, I had the uh, minty open source shower gel. I'm surprised that didn't go. Maybe uh, get in touch with that charity you were talking about earlier. They might be able to... <laughs> help me out. <laughs> help yeah. you out, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> let's plug our gigs and i've got october the 5th and 6th adam bloom and mary burke the more i look at that pablo that's a good gig that but i'm not know, gonna be a yeah the more i look at that on paper well that's a magic one adam yeah. bloom when you look at his profile you know he's not he's not on everyone top of everyone's list is he and, and he's, he's just wrote a book that's destined to be a bestseller oh, yes Adam Bloom's written a book called Finding Your Comic Genius, An In-Depth Guide to the Art of Stand-Up Comedy. I've been reading it, and the way he thinks about comedy is properly outside the box. And he makes it seem uh, not easy. He just explains it in a way which you can sort of visualise and picture how he plots through a uh, how he writes like he uses a seesaw effect and it's called popping the balloon where you build it up and then the punchlines when it pops and you want it to pop and it's the biggest and if you if you sit, if you put too many syllables before the punchline the air comes out slightly or whatever and you leave the audience hanging it's a proper work of genius and i highly recommend it to comedians and non-comedians i as i say i'm not going to start writing like him but i can certainly see mm where he's heads at yeah Yeah, get on it um so he's coming here in october the 5th and 6th um and on october the 7th i've got a dirty dozen in wingfield of all places and we've got 12 acts going over there and we've uh, sold 40 tickets so far it's only about 20 to go with three weeks um cannot wait it's going to be a good month yeah brilliant well, I've got, on the 29th of September, still got some tickets to see Troy Hawk at Southwold Arts Centre. I've got one ticket left at uh, Secretary Theatre in Woodbridge. A little bit of a tease as well for 2024. And it's yeah. a tease because I am currently being teased. Um, I've contacted a few acts and I've had a couple of, couple of them get back to me. And if they come off, 
I I, I would have booked an absolute touring, uh, well, two touring uh, sellout comedians for a club night, and it will be amazing. I'm about eighty percent confident of Ooh. getting each. So I'm, nice. I was hoping to be able to uh, confirm them tonight, but I, I've, well not, done, I've, not, I've not had confirmation. You haven't told me yet. So you'll tell me off, you're going to tell me off mic. I'll tell you off mic because yes. it, it, I don't want to jinx it on mic. Well, contrition. Did no, they tell you about the WhatsApp group that, um, for, for the stag? Yes, yeah, got keep, another apology. Yeah, I keep getting me bum out, but they <laughs> are so bloody annoying. Like when I ask a question, they come out, come out with I mean, it's, it's, it's almost, it's really hard. But I'll come out with the funnies as well. But then they just pile them down. And I know there's about three or four people on this WhatsApp group who will only look like once a week or something. So and it's yeah. just like, uh, and leave, the, leave your funnies to the bands group. If anything. But but I, I think it, I'm probably not with the temperament for organising through a WhatsApp group because I'm, make, I'm making myself really unpopular by getting my bum out, I think. Yeah, I think, imagine you were organising this in your 20s or 30s. It'd probably be even worse. These are these are the most mature they're ever going to be, mate. Oh, God help Isn't us. It? Yeah. God help us. <laughs> this is about as good as it gets in terms of, you know, they've all got jobs and they kind of, they've yeah. all settled down. You know, imagine, imagine how bad it could be. Yeah. All right. yeah, so think yeah. yourself lucky. Well, that's why I've put it in contrition. Yeah. Think, think yourself lucky. You've got eleven mates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, that's then why look, I'm saying sorry. Then have some fun. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> have fun, but on the correct group <laughs> and on my terms. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, let's draw this one to a close, Pablo. That's been very nice. Um, we had a couple of serious bits in there, and uh, and it's been fun. I'll trim this down, and we'll send it out. We'll send it out to the Patreon early. Patreon.com forward slash promoter mouths if you want to get an early release, and uh, it's £4 a month. Um, yeah, and we love you guys for doing that. Absolutely. And so all that remains is for Pablo here to press the red button. Ah, right. Uh, thanks, Kai. Thank you, listeners. Oh, and there and, it goes. Uh, and especially the beloved Patreons. Cheers, Pablo. Cheers, Kai. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.